Welcome to the Kanoi Church Podcast. We're glad that you're interested in connecting through this teaching time. If you'd like to connect further, feel free to reach out to us through our website, kanoichurch.org. For now, enjoy this teaching from Kanoi Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, good morning. You might be a little confused because the board up there says justified and then the, uh, the bulletin says Redeem, or my Redeemer lives. So Nick and I were supposed to get together to meet this week, but we were unable to meet together. So there was a little confusion there. So the message is on justified by faith. The my Redeemer lives will come in May. So you get, that's a preview. So you, can, you know what's coming. Oh, kids can go. You don't want to listen to this. <laughs> she came and got him. She doesn't need me. Um, so um, we're still in our, our series on simple church. So we're going to talk today about justification by faith. I know that most of you may know what that means. Um, but it's, again, it's something that we don't talk about a lot. We, we assume people know that. But we have to, for the newer people, we have to get them all in line with what we know and what we, we think we know and what we do. So um, in... Our series. This is the next next one, and, and I am I am blessed. I am privileged to be able to bring this message to you. Um, as I was working on this the past two weeks, um, see, I get the luxury of not having to do it every week, so I can take a little more time. It takes me a little longer, um, but there were a lot of things that were laid on my heart, and and it's just a, a message that I felt very important that that it, it comes to you guys. Nick and I have been talking about the the uh, subjects in, the, in this uh, series, and this was one of them that we were talking about a, a couple months ago, and, and I asked him then if I could do it, because it's something I feel strongly about. Uh, so I hope that you get as much out of this message hearing it as I did preparing it. So um, our text this week is in Galatians 2, uh, 15 through 21. It's six verses. It sounds like a lot, but um, I'll give you a minute to get there. It's not a whole lot. Well, it's a whole lot, but uh, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll break it all apart. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into it. So um, are we ready to go? Okay, so Galatians 2, 15 through 17. And it, it reads, We who are Jews by birth are not sinful Gentiles. Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. But if in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners, doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for the righteousness could be gained through the law. Christ died for nothing. Let's pray for our time. Father, we are eternally grateful for Jesus, who input his righteousness in us just as you gave our sin 
into the sinless Lamb of God, who poured out his life for us on the cross. Through his merciful and selfless sacrifice of Christ, we are justified. Jesus truly paid the price for our salvation and removed the penalty of sin for all who truly repent and believe. Thank you for this gift paid in full by the atoning work of your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. Oh, it's, not, it's not water. But the stronger thing that it is, it's only Mountain Dew. So I, I worked last night, so I'm a little wired on Mountain Dew. So you'll have to forgive me if I go off a little bit, but we'll, hope, we'll try not to. Um, so some Christians may be surprised to learn that justification by faith is not only found in the New Testament, but it's found in the Old Testament as well. Um, in Genesis, uh, Abraham, in response to God's promise, said he believed the Lord and was counted on him as righteous. Uh, Job sought to justify himself before God and in the end renounced his own righteousness. David was a, a man of God's own heart, and yet he speaks of the blessing of justification apart from works. In Psalms, he, said, he writes, Blessed is the one who transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no living is righteousness before you. Isaiah prophesied um, the servant of the Lord would come and make uh, many to be accounted righteous. And Habakkuk teaches us that the righteousness shall live by his faith, a truth which he also exemplified in his own life. Finally, Jesus himself teaches the doctrine of the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, a parable he told to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Thus, justification by faith is a doctrine taught by the whole Bible, not just the New Testament. But it is most clearly taught in Paul's letters. In Christian theology, justification is God's righteous act of removing the condemnation, guilt, and penalty of sin by grace, while at the same time declaring the unrighteous to be righteous through the faith in Christ's atoning sacrifice. The teaching of justification by faith is what separates biblical Christianity from all other belief systems. In every religion and in some branches of what is called Christianity, people are working their way to God. Only in true biblical Christianity are we saved because of grace through faith. Only when we get back to the Bible do we see that justification is by faith apart from works. The word justified means pronounced or treated as righteous. For a Christian, justification is the act of God not only forgiving the believer's sins, but inputting to him the righteousness of Christ. The Bible states in several places that justification only comes through faith. Justification is not earned through our own works. Rather, we are covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The Christians being declared righteous is thus freed from the guilt of sin. Justification is a completed work of God that is instantaneous as opposed to sanctification, which is an ongoing process of growth through which we become more Christ-like. Sanctification occurs after justification. Understanding the doctrine of justification is important for a Christian. First, it's the very knowledge of justification 
and of grace that motivates good works and spiritual growth. Thus, justification leads to sanctification. Also, the fact that justification is a finished work of God means that Christians have assurances of their salvation. In God's eyes, believers have the righteousness necessary to gain eternal life. You see that Paul, before he was talking about justification, he was talking about sin, speaking to many different people about, about many different sins. It would not have been possible for him to talk about justification if he hadn't talked about sin uh, prior to it without informing them that they had broken God's law and that the law by itself could never restore them to favor with God. Now, some of these things that I'll talk about are necessary for your spiritual understanding. So then, what are these things you say? I'm glad you asked. First, a man is led, or woman, I'm sorry, a man or woman, a person, we'll say a person, is led by the Spirit of God before they are justified. It is important to be justified in the sight of God. Some people don't understand this. So let me see if I can paint a picture for you. You, you leave here, you go to the store, you see a man standing behind the counter, and you ask the guy, hey, have, do, you, do you ever go to church? And he says, no, I don't go to church, but I'm, I'm just as good as, as, as anybody in church. And you say, well, how's that? He says, well, I don't lie. I've got a successful business. I don't cheat anybody in my business. I'm not a drunk. I'm not a thief. I'm, I'm just as good as, as anybody uh, in, in the church. Now, the problem there is he has a hold of one part of a good man's character. There are two parts. But he can only see the one, namely that man is just to man. He, seems that, he sees that, but he doesn't see that man is also just to God. And yet, if he were to really think about it for a minute, he would see that the highest obligation of a creature is not to his fellow creatures, but to his creator. And that, however, a just man may be just to another man, yet if he is altogether unjust to God, he cannot escape without the severest penalty. But some people think that keep, if they keep the law of the land, if they give their fellow men their due, that is all that matters. But we know that it's only half the story. Being of good character is not what gets into us into heaven. Jesus gets us into heaven. Good character, some bad characters, it doesn't matter what, what your character is, you have to have Jesus to get into heaven. Um, so if we have a, a, a greater advantage, it, it is not necessarily indicative of a greater relationship. So as Americans, we have advantages in, in a lot of different ways. Our poor, the poor people in the United States are still richer than a lot of, a lot of people in other countries. Um, our government, as messed up as it is, is still coveted, <laughs> this is not an editorial, it's still coveted by other, uh, other um, countries. We have many religious freedoms that the rest of the world does not have. Even though we see in our country a greater need for people to know here and understand the gospel, the gospel is still more available here than in most places. Yet, it's not as appreciated here as it is in other places. In verse 15, Paul states, we are Jews by nature. They had an advantage being Jewish, but that, that didn't indicate their relationship with God. Gentiles were addressed as sinners due to the past understanding that God had chosen the Jews and not the Gentiles. 
both are sinners. In verse 16, even we have believed. God had given the Jews his law, his revelation, his son, yet they rejected him. You and I have a great advantage over so many in the world. What attitude does this create? Do we tell people they should be American? Do we consider ourselves better? Are we content to know God and keep him to ourselves? I say the answer to that is no. I believe that if Paul had to narrow down this letter to Galatians in one statement, it would be verse 16 in chapter 2. It says, Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Man is not justified by works. Rather, justification comes through faith in Christ. Justified is a legal term, borrowed from the law, and means to declare righteous. The opposite of righteous is to condemn. Paul makes a general declaration that negatively man is not justified by observing the law, but positively justification is faith in Jesus Christ. Justice Gray of the Supreme Court many years ago once said that a man who, who appeared before him in one of the lower courts and had escaped conviction by some technicality, he told him, I know that you're guilty and you know that you're guilty. And I want you to remember that one day you will stand before a better and wiser judge and that there you will be dealt with according to justice and not according to the law. You and I stand condemned. We hear in justification, God declares the believing sinner righteous. He does not make him righteous. Of course, real justification leads to a changed life, which is what James 2 is all about. Before the sinner trusts Christ, he stands guilty before God. But at the moment he trusts Christ, he becomes not guilty and can never be made guilty. Justification is an act of God and is not the result of man's character or works. But since people are condemned, sinners, and God is holy, how can we be justified? Christ needed to do what he did because you and I we're incapable of the standard of perfection for God. We have faith, but not in the law. Verse 16 ends with Paul making a very clear and bold statement for his day. Not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Paul knows when he, when he says this that he's going to get some pushback, some feedback, some, some people telling him, you know, you're not saying what you're saying. We believe in the law. Um, but he's prepared with, to answer them and share the truth. So that brings me to, I have two points. Uh, not four like Nick, only, only two points. So point number one. So Paul, ask Paul, should we believe in Christ and do away with the law? Does God, not want, us to, does God want us to sin? And Paul's response is, may it never be, no. Christ came to fulfill the law, not to do away with the law. Paul says, rather, I sin if I try to rebuild a system that teaches salvation by works. It's very important that we understand that you, can't, you cannot do anything good enough to get into heaven. You can't follow every law. You can't be perfect. There is no perfect for us. We are all imperfect people. Um, 
in, in, in Galatians 2.19, it says, Through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So if we could earn justification or if we could earn salvation by things that we do, then the cross is meaningless. And we know that the cross is not meaningless. Um, there are some that believe that if they're good people, they can follow the rules all the time, then heaven is a place they can end up in. But James says, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point, they're guilty of breaking all of it. God knew, and he gave us the law, and he knew that we could not keep it. Um, it convicted us of our sins. The encyclopedia has, this is a fun fact, well, for me, I guess I, it would depend on your, never mind. Um, the encyclopedia has 2,858 entries on the making of laws. There are two million laws in the United States. If a man could familiarize himself with them at a rate of two a day, he could be qualified to function as a law-abiding citizen in a mere 6,000 years. So who wants to sign up for that? <laughs> I don't want to be 6,000 years old. Um, what about God's law? So in Mark um, 12, it says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord our God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And I know that you've all heard those before. Um, and I know that we try to practice that. And sometimes we do really good at it, and sometimes we don't do really good at it. Um, in Romans it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's, it's just that simple. Justification, all it takes is your belief in Jesus. And then you're there. Um, the law brought justice, which was death. Uh, we don't want justice at judgment. We don't. We want good, good at, ju at judgment. Uh, Jesus brought grace, which is getting what we do not deserve, and mercy is not getting what we do deserve. So that's point number one. Point number two, so we say, Paul, do we live now how we want since the law is not for salvation? The answer to that is no. The law was God's standard. Our flesh cannot keep God's standard. There is no way for us to keep the law and get into heaven. It just can't happen. Um, in the NASB version, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. My selfish flesh, our selfish flesh, died with Christ, we're still in the flesh, but Christ and God lives through us by the Holy Spirit. We live as Christ wills when we allow him in and, 
and works through us. Christ fulfilled the law, not us. Uh, Romans 7 says, So my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him, who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit for God. We can't even bear fruit until we have, we have salvation, much less love God completely and our neighbors. There's a teaching of lordship salvation, and it states that one must live according to the law, God's standard, to prove one's salvation. This is dangerous. We then judge one's salvation based on the works and not on the, the Savior. Paul states clearly in verse 21, he cannot nullify or make meaningless God's grace. To, to do bases our salvation on what we do and nullifies Christ's death. Paul will challenge his readers in how they live by faith for Christ more later in the letter. His chief concern at hand is that the Galatians were clear, that we're clear, that salvation is through faith and that the finished work of Jesus Christ, not our works. Once a person is justified, there is nothing else he needs to do to gain interest into heaven. Since justification comes by faith in Christ, based on his work and on our behalf, our own works are disqualified as a means of salvation. There exist vast religious systems with complex theologies that teach false doctrine and justification by works, but they are teaching a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Without an understanding of justification by faith alone, we cannot truly perceive the glorious gift of grace. God's unmerited favor becomes merited in our minds, and we begin to think that we deserve salvation. The doctrine of justification by faith helps us maintain pure devotion to Christ. Holding to justification by faith keeps us from falling for the lie that we can earn heaven. There is no ritual, no sacrament, no deed that can make us worthy of the righteousness of Christ. It is only by his grace in response to our faith that God has credited us the holiness of his son. Both Old and New Testament say, the just shall live by faith. I, I, it's, it's very, very important to me that I get to, you guys to understand that works is not a way to heaven. Um, I see some of you nodding your head and saying amen, and I think that's great. I, I just, it's very important. If there's only one person out there that heard this for the first time and understands it, then I'm successful. Um, I want to take all of you to heaven with me. Or you take me with you, or we all go together. Um, there's a song in that somewhere. Um, but I just, I, it's, it's very important. It's, it's, it's really on my heart that, that we know that we just have to ask Jesus and, and everything is, is taken care of. Um, there, there are people that say, um, once you're justified, you get, um, you get crown, uh, jewels in your crown for doing good works. And, you know, the people with most crowns get to sit up front and people with less crowns sit in back. Well, I would rather sit in the back of heaven than in the front of somewhere else. So I do my best to do, do, do good works for God. I know that, that my salvation is, is taken care of the, the, the second, the millisecond I asked Christ to come into my life. I was there. Um, so now everything else is gravy, as they say.
Um, I also want to apologize. I didn't go as long as Nick. Um, so we do have lunch downstairs, but let me just pray to end, to, to end my, my message here. Dear Father, all praise is due, is due you. Father, our boasting is totally excluded. Our justification is not by our works, but through our faith in you. So we are convinced by Paul that a person is justified by faith and not by works of the law. You are God, not only of the Jews, but of all other nations. You are the one God, the only God, the God of all people everywhere. Based on, on whether people put their trust in you instead of themselves, you justify people from every nation and race. What a wonderful God. Thank you for putting faith in our hearts and accepting us. In the name of Jesus, we ask all this and lay claim to the grace which you have so generously extended. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Nick. Thanks for listening. I hope something that you heard today was very helpful. If you want to connect with us further, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, kanoichurch.org. Sure, I'm glad we're in this together. Thank you.